0: I'm an outsider outside of everything I'm an outsider outside of everything I am an outsider outside of everything everything you know everything you know it disturbs me so everybody tried to push me push me around everybody tried to put me Put me down. It's beautiful prose, isn't it? (laughs) Who knows it? No. All messed up. Hey, everyone. I've already had my fun. More troubles are going to come. I've already had all my fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody tried to push me. Push me around. Everybody tried to put me, tried to put me down. I am an outsider, outside of everything. I'm an outsider, outside of everything. I am an outsider, outside of everything. Everything you know, everything you know, it disturbs me so, disturbs me so. That is by our good friends, the Ramones. Um, So, yeah. When you think of an outsider, what do you think of? What? Cool greasers from the 50s? Cool, I like that. Anybody else? When you think of an outsider, what do you think of Joey Ramone, what's that? The thing you see in the mirror. Sixties band. Jesse, <laughs> I think of eighties teen angst movies. I mean, because that's the that's the format, right? That's the that's the thing in every like teen angst movie, not just eighties, but. Um, that's the thing. There's a kid, he's on the outside, he's a nerd, he's a whatever, like, and then his goal or his want is to try to be with the in-crowd. So that's, that sort of starts out the storyline anyway. And then usually what happens, by the end of the movie, he realizes it's okay to be a nerd, even though he did make friends with whomever he was going after. Right? Exactly. There's The Breakfast Club. That one's a good one. There's uh, The New Guy. Steve and I watched that one not too long ago. Uh, A favorite around here. Mean Girls. Right? She's an outsider. And she's trying to get in with the popular girls. And then she realizes they're mean. But the premise is still the same. Napoleon Dynamite that one, same thing. Um so, Yeah, that's what we're kind of talking about here tonight. Um couple I guess a couple questions just to start out with is do you want to be on the inside? Is that what is that what you're going after? You're going after acceptance. You're going after whatever. If we were still in high school and there were like popular people, you know, are we trying to be like them? Is that what you, is that what your heart longs for? You know, maybe at work you long to be accepted by a certain group of people or something. I think this is probably more the case here at SCUM is that do you like being on the outside? So we not all, not all of us but a good portion of us like to be on the outside. We take pride in it. We wear it as a badge of honor that we are on the outside. We are not like those people, you know. I relate to this completely. I like being on the outside. I've always felt on the outside even though I'm what you might call indoorsy. That was my crappy joke for the night, so there you go. Um, <clears throat> um, I've always felt on the outside, um, all the time growing up. I just did things differently than other kids. And uh, grew up at church, went to church camp, was the total freak there. Um, struggled with that for a long time of just, uh, even, you know, arguing with God, why did you make me this way? If this isn't the way it's supposed to work, like if I'm supposed to be on the inside, but I just don't relate to those people. Anybody else? Does that resonate? Anybody else? Cool. um, Well, tonight we're looking at Ephesians 2, um, 11 through 22. Um, So I'm going to read through it and then we're going to kind of go through some things. And then uh, I got some more questions for you at the end. Um, Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision. Which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, but without hope, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier. To become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. So, um, Paul starts out here talking about, talking to the Gentiles. And we have to remember that Paul was a Jew. Um, So, therefore, remember that you, that formerly you who were called Gentiles, uh, that was kind of weird. I was looking at that and I was like, wait. So are they not Gentiles anymore? Like, I don't know. Formerly you who are Gentiles by or Gentiles by birth, I guess. Uh, and then the uncircumcised basically just means Gentile. And then the circumcision is Jews. So basically there's the Jews who are God's chosen people. And that's, you know, through the Bible, that's like the in-club, basically. Um and anyone outside of that, you know, you were kind of out of luck in terms of your faith and whatever. Now, you could join up with the Jews um, as we saw, you know, as we see in like Rahab with the spies. You know, she basically sells out her own people because she sees what the Jews have as better. And so she joins up with them. But, um So remember at that time you were separate from Christ um, because you were a Gentile and not a Gentile by birth and not a Jew. But then, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So that's what Christ's death on the cross did, is it took away all those barriers. There's no more cool kids. Just everyone is cool now. Like, that's... Um, Yeah For he himself is our peace Who has made the two groups one And has destroyed the barrier The dividing wall of hostility I like his language here Um, He destroyed the barrier The dividing wall of hostility He admits as a Jew That there was a wall there And he and Christ Got rid of that Um, So what is that? create then now between these two groups of people. It creates equality. Um, So there's kind of a progression as he goes through this passage. Um, You know, it starts out and he's just saying, you who by birth were this, you now have been brought near. So it's like a gathering. But then here he says he destroyed the barrier. So now it's not just, hey guys, come here. You're Gentiles, but I like you. Now it's, hey guys, come here. I've smashed this wall. Now you're equals. Now you're part of the club. You're card-carrying members the same as these guys were. Um, Yeah, and then in verse 16, he says some more. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. Um, So, yeah. Um, Then we move into this last little bit and more language of bringing people into the club. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizenships fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. So now you're not just a card carrying member of the club. Now you're an actual citizen and a member of the household. Like you're just in it as if you never were not. Um, So we've been in Ephesians uh, since the beginning of the year. Um, And so far, what we have seen is Paul just tearing down all these walls of how many different ways can Paul say everybody is welcome in the kingdom. So we looked at in chapter 1, Mike and I talked about the section where people were adopted and they were chosen. Um, then Fran talked about they've been given an inheritance, which means you're family. It means you have, you're considered family. You can inherit whatever from the Father. You're saved, you're raised up, you're reconciled, and now tonight in this passage, you have been brought near, you are given equality. You have been reconciled, and you're given citizenship and family um, member of the household. So, are you guys getting it yet? Um, We like being outsiders on this earth, but in the kingdom of God, there is absolutely nothing that keeps us away from God, that keeps us from being an insider. We are given every opportunity. And Paul spends the first three chapters of this book just explaining the myriad reasons of why we are welcomed in the kingdom of God. Um, so back in the summer, we... Um, did a a series on identity, if you guys remember that. Um, And the reason we picked Ephesians, this time going through it, is to sort of continue that thing of identity, but just by moving through the book of Ephesians. Um, So there we talked about being a friend of God to God. We talked about being a child of God. We talked about being a bride of Christ. We talked about being a citizen. We talked about being the body of Christ. Um, And yeah, the goal goal is to just get rid of any barriers in your head. Any buts. But God, I can't do this. So... Um, I'm, I'm not in. But God, I did a lot of bad stuff when I was younger, so um, I don't think you'll want me. But God, um, I like being on the outside. That one's trickier. Anybody relate? Anybody have had those thoughts currently or in their past of just excuses of why we don't want to be a part of the kingdom because we think we know better. So this passage and what we've been talking about thus far into Ephesians is basically punching holes in all of that. Um, So, yeah, I guess... Again, I'll ask, do you get it yet? (laughs) Do you understand? Um, Does this, I don't know, change your life? It should. If you believe that you are adopted, chosen, given inheritance, saved, raised up, reconciled, brought near, given equality, reconciled to God, given citizenship, and are a member of God's household? Is there any other excuses? I want to hear them. (laughs) Um, I don't know what my next slide is. Blank. Let's get on. So yeah, I was reading this thing I was reading this commentary and uh, I gotta find it. What? No, I didn't put it on the slides. Um, I just had it here. Oops, not that. So, in, um, oh, we gotta go back here. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, eliminating all these excuses. And then verse 21 and 22, in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Um. So I read this thing. Oh, dang it. Let me find it. So um, I just thought this was cool. The truly astonishing part is that both the church as a whole and its individual members have become the temple of God. Like, that's what he's saying here in the end. Paul says that Christ has fitted us together, stitched us together, to be a holy temple. So consider that as you look around at the other members of your congregation. And it just says, Recapture a sense of wonder that Christ could have built a temple from such ordinary-looking materials. Um, or in our case, such outsider-looking materials. And God has used us, used some of the Earth Church, used the people here to be His temple, to be His family. Um, so, if you feel like an outsider... Stop it. That is my that is my sermon tonight. Thanks. Just kidding. I have a little bit more. Um yeah. If you feel like an outsider on this earth, that's probably going to keep happening. But if you feel like an outsider on the in the kingdom of God, stop it. There's there's no reason for it. Um, If you like being on the outside. So a lot of us here like being on the outside. Um, You can still. Sorry, I lost my notes here. Um, If you if you like being on the outside, you can still. That's still a good trait to have. It doesn't mean that you. Change who you are to become on the inside. It basically just means all your arguments are invalid. For Anyway. So if you like being on the outside, that's cool. You can be on the outside. And that's a good thing. Because now you know what other outsiders look like. And how they feel. And so then you can do kingdom work. You just have to... Shift your thinking. You have to know the first part. You have to know all that stuff. You're chosen. You're adopted. You're saved. You were raised up, reconciled. You have to know all that and then you can go and hang out with other outsiders and do the work. So, this is weird on the projector. It showed up weird. But this is this idea that I have I call it the grayscale for lack of anything better to call it. The um, the line in the middle we sort of we basically call that salvation. And then there's a there's a little bit of gray down here and there's some gray up here and then up here you get into white. And uh we uh you know it it's also sort of a rep- representation of that it's just in a different form but so you kind of have to know that you're here you you know that you are solid with god you know that you're in the club you know that whatever and then you can hang out down here and help all the outsiders You can even go down into here sometimes, but you have to be real careful down there. Uh, That's where people get into trouble. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So, if you understand your identity in Christ in all these things that we've been talking about, but you still feel like an outsider or like being on the outside, then go down into the gray and hang out with some other outfi- outsiders and tell them these things. Um, so I'll tie it back to one of my other favorite 80s teen angst movies is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So in that movie... Ferris and his girlfriend go and kidnap their friend, Cameron, basically kidnap. And they take him into the city and do all kinds of crazy things. And um, I don't know, it's kind of weird because Ferris, you know, is sort of the likable guy. But yet he's not like the jock or he's not like the student council president like in other teen angst movies. He's still kind of an outsider. Like, he has this, there's this whole thing going on between him and the principal because he's missed nine days of class that semester and the principal's out to get him. So, he's on the phone with Cameron, uh, near the beginning of the movie and Cameron's sick and in bed and he's a hypochondriac and, and Ferris is like, look dude, I've missed nine days of school this year and I'm gonna get expelled If I'm not able to figure this out, he's like, but really what I want to do is just give you a fun day. And then at the end of the movie, he reiterates that same thing of like, he's like, did we have fun today? Like, I just wanted to give you a good day because Cameron is a fairly miserable person. So that's my gospel according to Ferris Bueller. Ferris came along to help his friend have a good day. And these two outsiders just hung out and did all this crazy stuff. And in the end, he gave them a good day. And so, Ferris went into the gray to hang out with Cameron and to show him how life could be better, basically. Um, So yeah, there's a... There's a guy, um, he's a, he was a missionary in like around the turn of the century. Turn of the century. I cannot speak tonight. Anyway, his name is C.T. Studd, and um, he has this quote that I love, and it says, Some wish to live within the sound of a church or chapel bell. I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. So that's hanging out in the gray with the outsiders. If you like being up here, be up here. It's probably going to be a lot easier for you. (laughs) But if you like being an outsider, then hang out down here and show the other outsiders how to find God. So if you feel like an outsider, stop it. If you like being an outsider, cool. Just understand your place in the kingdom and the job that you have to do. And that's what I got. Oh. Alright, so now we're going to go into a time of communion. Um, Yeah. Communion is God inviting you to His table to have a meal with Him. He's saying, this is what I have done for you. I've broken down the wall of hostility between the outsiders and the cool kids. I've broken down the wall of hostility between life and death. And He says, I did it by going to the cross. I put my body and broke it so that you could be saved. My blood was poured out to wash your sins clean for anything that you did wrong. Um, so, yeah, we'll, there's going to be some people to serve it tonight. I'll help push it out here. So yeah, if you uh, are a believer in Christ, come share a meal with God and maybe ask Him how you can serve Him to the outsiders. If you feel like you're on the outside and you don't have a relationship with God, come and take communion as your way of saying, God, I want to have this meal with you, I want to... Join your club. I want to be on the inside with you. Um, The band's gonna play and just, yeah, come and partake.